0: Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. With me, as always, Steven Taylor. How are you two doing?
1: Pretty good. Yeah.
2: Great previous episode for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We
0: talked Day of the Dead with Arnold T. Blumberg, who he's like a, a certified zombie expert. So, you know, if anyone knows, well, I feel like it was him and Steve just like let's both just like spew out as much knowledge on the zombie movies as possible. (laughs) And Taylor and I are just like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Just absorbing it all.
0: Yeah. But it was great. It was was a really great episode. I'm really excited by our guests that we're having this year. Um, Mm. We're going to have, well, if all goes as planned, I hate promising these things just in case somebody backs out, but we do have on the schedule, David Weiner, who uh, is the, Brain behind the Prince of Darkness, uh, documentaries. I think that's what they're called, right? The uh, the the insert in, in search of in search of. Dark, I don't know why I say Prince of Darkness, but because but, it,
2: Prince of, Prince of Darkness was featured in one of them. There
0: we go. That's a good <laughs> there we go. That's the that. connection. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I know for sure we have an episode with Dan. I feel like every year we have to have Dan on at least once. And uh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. We're going to have a talk Freaky, which was one of my favorite modern slashers, uh, if anything, just because you have Vince Vaughn acting like a teenage girl.
2: And, yeah. You
0: know, <laughs> that's just fantastic. Oh,
2: man, did that scene in the car piss people off, eh?
0: Oh, with him and the, and the teenage boy?
2: Yeah. Oh, great. man, no. people were mad about that.
0: Yeah. yeah you know, homophobic. Hilarious. Damn uh, well, we're talking about Night of the Comet, a movie that I, should, well, I feel like a lot of people don't know about Night of the Comet. But they should because it's just a fantastic movie. Kelly Maroney uh, is in it. She stars in it. And, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's one of those movies that I found later in life, mainly because I feel like most people probably gloss over this movie probably for some very valid reasons. Uh, but, yeah, her and Catherine Mary Stewart, uh, Robert Beltran, uh, Mary Warnoff. This is uh, you know, the second time Kelly Maroney and Mary Warnoff have appeared in a film together. So, uh, fun movie. It's There's a lot going on in it. and There's a lot to dissect in it. But, uh, yeah, uh, the official summary of Night of the Comet is, After a rare comet sighting teen sisters Regina and Samantha, find that they're among the only survivors of a zombie attack. The girls partner with another survivor, Hector, but as they try to avoid the zombies, they're sought by scientists who want to experiment on their bodies in the hope of finding an antidote. Dodging both the doctors and the undead, they keep moving in the hope that they can continue to stay alive and eventually form a makeshift family which makes no goddamn sense. Uh... (laughs) The last part was me, but... uh... Yeah, but I always laugh at the end of this movie when it's just like they've rescued the kids and then it's um, Catherine Mary Stewart and uh, Robert Beltran and these two kids and you're like, are they supposed to be a family? Like, I'm so confused. Uh, and then a <laughs> random dude shows up in a cor- in a convertible car and you find out that he's the one that was uh, beating uh, Regina's score at the arcade earlier in the movie. Uh yeah.
2: And I, I believe Tom Eberhart just kind of threw that because the rest of the cast and crew were like, well, who is this person? Blah blah blah. So he just kind of included that. He was just like, Well, I guess it's uh what is his name? Danny
0: Oh what the oh, I don't <laughs> even remember. Yeah. It, it equates to just... DMK. That's what really matters. Uh oh, I think it's his name is Danny Mason Keener.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Hilarious.
0: If somebody ever put that out as their full name, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, a lot fun movie. If anything, you know, it's like you've got this Valley Girl aesthetic mixed with zombie movies. It's kind of an unconventional pairing, but nonetheless, still a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, When was the first time we all watched Night of the Comet? Uh...
2: Uh, For the podcast... To be completely honest, wow! Uh, okay. I had never seen this one. Uh, I I thought I had, uh, and then I'm I, maybe I've seen like clips of it, but uh, yeah, this was the first time I fully watched it through. And I mean, I had so much fun with this movie. I I mean, <laughs> it looks gorgeous. Like there's yeah. so many shots in this movie that are like art house quality. Like her ripping through the city on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. is yeah. such a fucking cool shot yeah. and i love that pink red filter and everything it just like totally pops into my aesthetic uh and a little fun fact about me is um i when i was a kid i loved like love deep in my heart loved the last starfighter love it love it love it love it um and so when Catherine Mary stewart appeared in this film I went oh my god one of my original (laughs) like dream girls yeah because she was she was the uh she was Lance Guest's girlfriend in Last Starfighter Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden she appears in this and playing video games is the first thing that you see her doing in this film yeah I'm like oh my god this how did I not know anything about this movie (laughs) um and then yeah Kelly Maroney is adorable Like freaking bubbly and just bouncy and so adorable in her intro where you know her sister is like has the dust of the apocalypse on her she's just like yeah like she doesn't really care and and, until you know it becomes a harsh reality uh and i mean you've got uh um robert beltran in this one a star a, a star trek veteran because mm-hmm. uh, of uh, uh, of course he would uh, he would go on to play uh, Commander Chakotay yeah. on uh, Star Trek Voyager uh, with the 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 badass uh, face tattoo and everything um, and I don't know he's kind of like the dorky like man of this film and mm-hmm. I don't know just this, everything about this film works when it shouldn't work but it is the most tame zombie movie you're ever going to see. Like, yeah. the, like it is so like you could watch this with like with a family like it is yeah. there's really not a lot that's like oh the kids shouldn't see this
0: no
1: I they would... don't even go uh uh full boobs in the one scene where she takes her clothes off i right? i made no. a note when i was watching i was like oh here comes the 80s boob scene but like no boobs
0: no nope. surprising nope. Nope. i think like technically even too like when this movie is classified by genre it's science science fiction comedy horror so horror is like the last part of this genre classification but i think that's kind of makes sense because it it is a horror movie in some sense but it's like kind of back burner compared to some of the other parts of Mm -hmm. this movie Mm -hmm. um yeah and this movie is just this movie just is a whole lot of fun and i the first time i watched this movie was I want to say like five or six years ago. It popped up on Netflix funny enough uh, and I just randomly put it on uh, because back in the day when Netflix you know like I I was still kind of getting used to Netflix and kind of exploring it. There was these you you could like go to like genre classifications. I think it's a little harder now but there used to be like codes Mm -hmm. and I just had saved like the cult film uh, section. So I would just go and see what cult films they uploaded and they put night of the comet up there and i just put it on i'm like this movie is fun uh layer found out uh apparently and you know not a very popular name these days but joss whedon uh cited mm. this movie as part of what uh influenced the creation of buffy summers so yeah which i can kind of see like it's this movie's funny it's exciting but like also too like these girls are very like they're just having fun you know, they're, they're they're having a good old time, despite the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Got a couple emails. Riley says, yes, Kelly Maroney movie, also her second with Mary Warnoff. This is true. The second movie was... Um, uh, gosh, now I'm just feeling like an idiot because I talk about this movie all the time. Choppy Mall. Because uh, yep. Mary Warnoff was the... Um, Eating Raul, uh, they continued her character in Choppy Mall. This one, yeah. not a continuation of her character from Eating Raul, but still. That would have been so great. It would have been. <laughs> like, you're just Eating Raul's
2: uh, the connective tissue between all these random horror movies. That would be amazing. <laughs>
0: what if, what and if, if What's-His-Name
2: was in it next to her, like, oh, it would have um, been perfect.
0: They, they, they could have done it. Like They could have been like, yeah, he got infected and, you know, she survived, yeah. but...
2: Uh, <laughs> But yeah. the choices that Waranov makes in her performance in this movie mm-hmm. is kind of bonkers and great at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, she... and The thing is, too, is, like, I don't know, she still kind of plays her character with that bit of deadpan charm that mm-hmm. her eating Raul character has. Uh, so I feel like, you know, not to say she's typecast or anything, but she's definitely kind of playing a similar character, but uh, yeah, nonetheless uh, she's just a whole lot of fun in this um, but yeah, also Riley says this movie is underrated, I I agree I feel like this movie is not talked about nearly as much as it should be uh, I get it, because maybe it's not the scariest movie, but it's just a fun time
1: and mm-hmm.
0: uh, one of the funnier uh, kind of songs well, I guess they're not really technically zombies. They're probably more cannibals than zombies, but close enough. Uh, Thomas says, "I love how there's a movie with sexy and competent women. Feels like the girls in this know what they're doing." Yeah, mm-hmm. they're sexy. I definitely
1: women. liked uh, watching them carry around those uh, machine guns. That was yeah. when, especially the when Mac they're doing, yeah when they're doing a uh, target practice. And she's like, "Daddy would have bought us Uzis." I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> That's so good. (laughs) Also,
0: too, Kelly Maroney getting into a fight with her stepmom is just fantastic because it's, like, at first it's just a slap, and then the stepmom just straight up punches her in the face. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) 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 I mean, I was kind of hoping there'd be more to that subplot later on. Like, not particularly, but... I kind of wanted like there'd just be a bit more of a payoff to that later on, but they don't really, they keep talking about how the, the dad's down in like Columbia and all this and it's like, it doesn't really go much of anywhere, but still.
1: That was a, a weird thing that linked this movie and last movie, or not linked them, but just people randomly being smacked for some reason. I was just <laughs> like, oh, dang, they really got, they really got a slap there.
0: Back in the 80s, it was totally fine to hit your kid. And after a certain while, they started to realize, no, you can't do that anymore. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Best line in this movie. There's a lot of good bangers of lines in this movie. Um,
2: Yeah. Taylor already said it. Daddy would have bought us Uzzies. Which is (laughs) really funny because, especially going back to the last episode, because this this wasn't a line written by tom eberhardt this was the, the the gun really did jam and she just and kelly maroney just said that offhand
1: oh man that's great
2: and they kept it so again we have to attribute that the writer of that line is kelly maroney there
1: you go that's awesome sure. I, it was a lot of kelly maroney's lines that i ended up writing down oh, she's for, so for great line. Yeah. yeah
2: she's so great
1: there was a... Uh, they're not going to blame me because the phone line went dead. I'm not the phone company. Nobody's the phone company anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I had that down, too, because I'm just like, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah. Oh.
1: Uh, I also had down uh, Kathy. She was flunking algebra, and she was trying to figure out so, uh, some way to keep her parents from finding out. This is a really lucky break for her. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kathy. Um... Also, I think the... Uh, there was like the two scientists that were like really keen on killing people, just really keen yeah. or not killing people, but like doing their experiments that just so happened to kill people. Mm-hmm. And they were bringing yeah. in the kids in. And I think they go, they're so cute. I love working with kids, like mm-hmm. as they're about to bring them in to make them brain dead so they can harvest their blood. Like it yeah. was just so <laughs> campy and like the the way it was delivered, like they were legitimately excited about working with kids. And it's just like, oh, holy fuck. <laughs>
0: There's like a great scene too where they go shopping and it just plays, girls just want to have fun. And it's funny because they put down the Uzi and then they just go down shopping. It's this like weirdly funny scene. I don't know. I just. And it's a
2: montage scene too. It's It's Yeah. Yeah. It's like a goofy like breakfast club moment.
0: It's almost like Tom uh, Earhart was like, you know what this movie just needs is a montage sequence and then somebody was probably like, I don't know, does that even make sense? And he's like, oh, trust me, I'll make it make sense. <sighs> uh, best performance. God, everyone's so good in this movie. I can't.
2: Choose. Yeah, there really are. Uh, it's a tie between uh, Catherine Mary Stewart and, and Kelly mm-hmm. Um They play so well off of each other, too.
0: And you mm-hmm. buy that they're sisters
2: yeah absolutely absolutely just there's no doubt in my mind but i mean mary warrenov is like such like she's such this it's 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 a double-edged sword with her with her performance Mm -hmm. and i mean her debt her 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 exit out of this movie is so fucking great that scene with robert (laughs) beltran is so great yeah Mm -hmm. i really love it Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, he's very understated in this too. I think he doesn't get nearly as much material as the girls do, but uh, he's really great in this too.
2: And a lot of them do really great sunglasses work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I, I don't, I didn't. Uh, when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to convey this on the podcast because there is some really great sunglasses work in this, especially in the death scene of Mary Warren. like when yeah. she pops on the sunglasses, and those last couple lines are so great.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and what's funny too is like i would say i wish we had done this in hindsight but you could do this as a double feature with night of the creeps i feel like they're absolutely very similar in tone and humor and just general fun factor like obviously we did that one a while ago but like man if you're looking for a, a double feature with this yeah you could do with Aid the dead i think would be great but i think a better one would actually be uh this and night of the Creeps because they're both just so similar in a lot of ways
1: mm-hmm. yeah this movie definitely has a lot of similar themes to day of the dead like mm-hmm. kind of the the more slightly sentient zombies potentially and things like that um but definitely not tonally they're co- they're uh, quite different <laughs> and this one too like there are just so many lines that you're like did that character really just throw at that line like that was completely ridiculous and i'm not sure if i heard that properly but yeah. Uh, yeah it's just it's it's this movie is definitely a lot sillier
0: <laughs> yeah and i think it's better for it like I, as much as i like day of the dead i will always prefer a movie like night of the comic because i think it's just a little bit more entertaining to re-watch mm-hmm. uh, where day yeah. of the Dead, like you're gonna get more out of it for sure but i think uh, there's just probably more entertainment value with a movie like night of the comic which i've probably seen like four or five times at this point um because that's just how much you gotta love Kelly Maroney. She's great. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I love that they just people just turn into dust. I think, just think and it's so easy and simple for them to do. They don't have yeah. to show anything. They don't have to do fuck all. They're dust.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and,
2: it, and and the the cleansing of the the rains is so like again. There's there's so many things that lend to this being like almost like an art house horror film, and it's stuff like that. Mm -hmm. just like seeing the 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 different colored dust in the water going down the drains and all the clothes blowing with it and stuff there's something like seriously poetic about that
1: Mm
0: -hmm. there i'm reading the letterbox synopsis for this movie which is not the official synopsis but i think almost should be i'm gonna read it it says two girls from the valley wake up to find that a passing comet has eradicated the world and left behind a mysterious red dust, and a pack of cannibal mutants. With the help of a friendly truck driver, the girls save the earth from a villainous think tank, karate chop their way through flesh-eating zombies, and, of course, find time to go to the mall.
1: Oh, <laughs> that perfectly describes That's this movie. way
0: better than the official synopsis. Whoever's writing these <laughs> at Letterbox, give them a raise, because they need it. <laughs> uh, uh. Sorry, I got distracted, but yes. Uh, best kill...
1: I put the exploding car because that whole thing was just kind of ridiculous. Like, I, yeah. y- you see him with the dynamite, so you know he's going to do something with it. But I had completely forgotten about it by the time we got around to them leaving. And I was like, they stop, and he starts giving him the finger, and I'm like, really, dude? This is the moment where you're going to act like a a, a, a hotshot douchebag and start, like, firing off middle fingers and shit? And then the car explodes, and I remember that he probably rigged that and did that on purpose but like it was just yeah. so out of nowhere and i was like oh yeah explosion okay that makes sense yeah and then and then that's it
0: oh yeah and that car just like just got like obliterated too it was great yeah yeah and, it's... and he's
1: still in the cowboy uniform and like running around in the cowboy outfit and I, it was just so silly
0: <laughs> i wish more characters in horror movies would just stop and then just give the villains the middle finger before they just drive off. Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I fe- I almost thought that was going to be a dumbest decision uh, contender, but it turns out it totally worked out, so we're all good.
0: Yeah, just imagine he's just like, oh god, please work, please work, please work. Like, this is going to backfire so badly on me. Um, dumbest. All right, well, wait, Steve, did you say what your favorite kill was?
2: I mean. Not a whole lot. Of the, in this. Yeah, it is really not a lot to choose from. Maybe Warren off killing herself.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also
2: because it's just a great scene.
1: Yeah, that's it
0: true. Is. I think I kind of wish it was someone else that killed her though. Like, a, yeah, some a character killing themselves is just not as entertaining for me in a horror movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's right. I,
2: I, I do like that you going for your gun. Yeah. <laughs> you you should have. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that was good. Yeah. Um, I feel like it kind of fits for her character because her character was kind of the one serious, like truly mm-hmm. serious character in this movie. Mm-hmm. And considering what they were actually doing and what she had been asked to do, like she was asked to kill Kelly Maroney's character, like yeah. like the little sister, which yeah. is, uh, when, when that scene especially is happening, you're like holy fuck, like that is a true moment of horror in this movie is the fact that she was literally just supposed to dispatch her Mm-hmm. uh without her sister knowing like without just as part of this plan this science plan that they're doing yeah uh and so like to to have her character have a little bit more of a serious uh ending uh it it works for me at least just because it, it that was kind of like all her character was mm-hmm. it was her character was the serious side of this really strange not even technically zombie apocalypse movie you know um mm-hmm. And she just looks so cool, like yeah, put the sunglasses on and just like her final lines are just like, oh, it. it was it was pretty good.
0: I do go with the 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 scene with Hector and Sam uh, and everyone at the end there, and just like that van blowing up. Even though it's not necessarily the most exciting kill, but it was probably the most satisfying. Although I would mm-hmm. say Mary Warnock's death was also pretty great, but. I just dock it a little bit because I'm like a character offing themselves just doesn't seem right for a best kill. But yeah, um, that's just my own weird hang ups. But uh, dumbest decision. I mean, going into that mall, not talking <laughs> if there's mm-hmm. anybody else there, probably would have been great. But you know what? I get it. Girls just gotta have fun.
2: Yeah. Exactly. There's a whole
1: shopping mall full of shoes and clothes and they have to go and take all of them. <laughs> like,
2: How much I... of that... Oh, that budget do you think went to getting that Cyndi Lauper song? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like budget that's was... gotta
2: be that's probably gonna be pretty penny, right? On on kind of post production money, right?
0: Well, the budget was seven hundred thousand. I'm gonna say at least a yeah. hundred thousand
2: went towards that's that. That's crazy especially after everything that it gets you to that point when that song started playing i was like oh my god <laughs> they especially at that time too that is a huge hit at that time
0: well okay so it's
2: 84 uh, right
0: apparently i looked it up and typically famous songs cost roughly around five thousand dollars to license so Maybe the mm. the hundred thousand was a bit of an exaggeration. Probably would have been five thousand, but still, for a seven hundred thousand dollar budget movie, that's still quite a bit.
2: So. Just spend five grand on a on to get a hit song into your movie, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a that's a a choice for sure.
0: Or maybe uh, she watched like the rough cut of the movie, and she's like, "This is my stuff. This is cool. Can just have it for yeah. free. Yeah, this out. is cool." Someone needs to find out what happened with that because I feel like yeah. that's an interesting story there.
2: Because I think so, that's roughly around the time that Cindy Lauper was involved in a WrestleMania match too.
0: <laughs> just the '80s were a different time.
2: Just, it, it, absolutely, just a total different beast.
0: <laughs> Girls just want to have fun
1: and yeah. Uzis.
0: Yeah, you probably they were they probably pitched it to her, too. Like, hey, like by the way, this uh, you know. This is a movie with a cheerleader with an Uzi, and she's like, you know what? You can have the song for free. <laughs> okay. um, I think it's time to rate this movie. What's everyone thinking for a score?
2: Uh, being this is a first-time watch for me, I'm going to go with an 8. This is it's fun. Like, it's... I mean, the ending feels like oh, we really don't know what to do here. So this, I guess, um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It didn't sour it too much for me. No, to not uh, to not look back on it fondly because yeah, it's just fun. I really love both leads so much, um, and uh, like I mean, um, Catherine uh, Catherine Mary uh, Stewart was like kind of the epitome of like badass girls at that time Mm -hmm. because now i'm reading uh, last starfighter was the exact same year
0: that's crazy
2: so yeah what a what a big year that is for her um as far as how it'll live in my memory Mm -hmm. um she's an mvp for sure but god i love kelly maroney i really do
0: Taylor, you should go next because I feel like I'm just going to give it, like, an extraordinarily way too high score. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like I was also sitting at kind of an eight. It's hard to say, though, because my, my first watch through of this, um, I, I had to watch it through uh, a couple times because my first watch through was very casual. I was, like, kind of in and out and not paying super attention. And mm. uh, it does feel a little long when you're not, like, invested in this movie. Mm-hmm. um but then you kind of get into it and you realize there's like there's just a layer of goofiness in the dialogue that uh i think if it didn't have that that goofiness this would be a kind of just generic zombie-ish kind of movie um but the, yeah and and uh kelly maroney's character and everything like that just being like this goofy valley girl and Uh, Hector coming in with his Santa outfit and his cowboy outfit and, like, just the goofiness surrounding that. Um, I love that. I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Like, just, it doesn't need to be there, but it is, and it still works for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that makes this movie just so much extra. Um, On top of, like, there were little things that I like, like, the one, the throwaway line that, um, uh regina has where she's like oh it was the steel everyone who was in uh in a steel thing uh must have got protected from the comet and she only knows that because of she had some random conversation about superman like the day beforehand like like little there's almost like a an actual lore that they tried to put into this movie too that i i like um yeah so i'm i'm gonna go with an eight for this
0: okay uh i'm giving it 10 out of 10 uh (laughs) Mostly because this movie is a whole lot of fun. And I feel like uh, considering that you look at like the cast and the crew and everything, you probably don't have the highest expectations. And then you watch it and you're like, man, everyone's just doing such a great job. And dare I say it, this might be Kelly Maroney's best performance. This might be peak Kelly Maroney. As much as I love Choppy Mall and I've got my three t-shirts, uh, I, I think Night of the Comet is probably her better role and you know like uh, steve said catherine mary stewart great in this as well uh I, this movie's just a whole lot of fun and you know uh to quote the movie i'm not crazy i just don't give a fuck so
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah honestly that the ending scene too of them trying to act as a family and what's his face driving up and i almost forgot another best line i had written down um where sam goes great car and he goes thanks, I have 23 of them. Want to go for a ride? Yeah. And it's,
2: just like... <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> because
1: the... that's what you would do if any, if everyone had been turned to dust, there would definitely be a dude who's just running around collecting cars, you know? Yeah.
0: 100%. Also, the, the I always have a good laugh when the cars just drive away, they start playing football in the middle of the street. And I'm like, yeah. okay, <laughs> why not?
1: That gave not? me the, the room vibes for sure. I was like, oh, we're at that level now of movie, I guess. <laughs> uh It's um. I forget. I totally forget the title of this movie, and I don't know if I'm gonna be made fun of for this. But the movie that ends with uh, the the lead heroine driving away with the mannequins in the car. Which movie is that again? Um, Oh,
0: Tourist Trap. Tourist Trap. Yes. Yeah.
1: That it. That I felt the same kind of feeling at the end of this movie, just being like, (laughs) "What the fuck is going on right now? Really? That's is the mom and dad and the kids? Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah." So uh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. they're trying yeah. at least to maintain civ- civilization.
0: It's and it's almost like you know what power do you. you want to start a family with a bunch of randos? They're like part of your uh, you know end of the world group. Sure, we'll go for yeah. it. Yeah. But I loved how they <laughs> gave a curfew to Kelly Meron's character. Like, listen, you got to be back by ten. And then the guy's like ten. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's the point of a curfew when there's no school anymore?
1: He has 23 cars. We have to go for a drive in each of the cars. Hello.
2: And if he doesn't give
0: one to Kelly Maroney, then what the fuck?
1: Right?
2: Right? (sighs) Okay. That's where those 80s boobs would have come in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No.
1: The after credits scene.
0: There was a lot of restraint for an 80s movie to not just show a bunch of boobs. It makes me wonder how, if the like, how young Kelly Maroney and the rest of them were. Or if it was just a choice, just like, hey, we don't need to show boobs in this.
1: I don't think they were that (laughs) young. I looked it up um, because Kelly Maroney is supposed to be in high school, but I think she's actually, like, 23 or something like that. So, um, she looks very young, but she is in her 20s, so.
0: Catherine Mary Stewart was born in 59, so she would have definitely been old enough, but not well. I I think... Also too, this the idea that like this movie was just very much these two girls just kinda like having this little bit of strength, you know, and they're also just valley girls. I think it might have undermined it a little bit to have them show their boobs.
2: Yeah, um, I think so too. I think yeah, it's it's I, I didn't feel like anything was missing because that wasn't there. But
0: yeah. like don't get me wrong, if there's a movie where Catherine Mirror Stewart wants to take her shirt off, I would probably not complain, but it didn't need to be <laughs> Night of the Comet. Maybe no. just say
2: oh yeah well honestly i'm yeah i I, i'm happy that she didn't and i'm happy that she didn't get known for for being that sort of actress because i think there is sort of a power to a a tough power to her she's like she she's never in anything like super feminine or anything in this movie at all and not in in in, um i don't believe in 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 last starfighter either but she has a power. She has a feminine power to her. And uh, I-, I like that they didn't dull that.
0: Mm-hmm. Compared to, like, Linnea Quigley, who has probably shown her boobs <laughs> on screen more than any other actress. <laughs> but she's okay. proud
2: of it. And, and that's yeah. a power as well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, especially seeing her talk about it on In the Search of Darkness. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you've got to celebrate that shit. Yeah. Like, especially if they don't look on it or they can laugh about it and stuff. Because in the uh and we just watched it recently the uh silent night deadly night part two it's yes. fucking gratuitous there's no fucking reason for it a hundred percent like zero reason for it
0: yeah cool
2: it's part of that bad name 80 stuff
0: hmm. you know i i i think there's value to both but like i said i think in this movie it was like we didn't need it and but part no. of me was just like i always watch this movie and just you just maybe, expect it you just think there's gonna be some boobs and just no boobs
2: but
0: just didn't, didn't quite need it okay uh steve where can people find you on the internet
2: yeah yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram at the Dead. i believe i'm on letterboxd there as well um we i, I think kurt bashed on, on on twitter a little bit last week and I, I gotta second that stuff. That it really can be accessible and gets me riled up. But there are some good things about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like to post all my like anniversary stuff. And sometimes I get interaction with that. This killer. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's good for memes. Like the the new memes going around. Like the Kramer, what's going on in here? Memes oh, are great. fucking killing me. They're <laughs> killing me. The thing one makes me laugh so hard. Or oh, yeah. actually, no. There was a there was a Mad Max Fury Road one. What's going on in here? And it shows the big the big sandstorm. And then it goes Kramer, and he's spray painting. He's like, "Witness me, Jerry." <laughs> <laughs> and it just fucking kills me. Absolutely kills me. I'm loving them. So keep them up. There was a Mandy one that was really great too. Oh, the Mandy um, one's one of my favorites. Oh, um, it's a descent into it's a descent into blood rage and madness, Jerry. <laughs> uh, I love it. There's I one really, that somebody really did love
0: for uh, Joe Bob where it's like, Kramer, what's going on here? And this is a shot of Joe Bob. And then uh, Kramer says, Christmas is a miracle and so are you, Jerry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. I, I mean, I, I'm usually, sometimes I get burnt out on memes, but oh, this one's just working so well for me. It's just gelling. Um, uh, Otherwise, I am on uh, The Shift with Shane Hewitt uh, nationwide. Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific. And I'm also... You can find me at stevestembing.ca is my website. And, yeah, that's it. Nice. Uh,
0: Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh,
1: Mostly on Instagram or Twitch. My username is TechroNomicon. Um, I do random streams uh, mostly on friday nights um games or art stuff or it'll be uh, more interesting once i can upgrade my computer because i can't run a lot of stuff right now Fair. um i haven't quite update finished updating my uh blog blog, but if i do anything else on the internet i normally post about it there uh once it's back up and running i'm still i'm still figuring that out i'm working mm. on the, the some graphic stuff so nice. stay tuned
0: cool uh i'm over at three where we've got stuff going up almost every day of the week uh and i'm on twitter at film critic Kurt, where i am currently trying to get disney plus to add king of the hill i don't know how successful i'll be <laughs> but i'm trying
2: probably more so now that they're gonna revive it
0: yeah you would think i i found that it's on hulu in the states which we don't have hulu here but they just put that content on Disney Plus, so really, yeah, it should be a no-brainer. It
2: means it, it means it's got to be imminently close. Yes, if Disney Plus has the rights to it, we'll get it in Canada eventually.
0: I I just I was I was just really hankering to like revisit that show, and I went on Disney Plus, expecting it to be there because it was on Fox back in the day. But no, so
1: maybe... you were really hankering. No, hey. oh, I
2: just want a picture of a goddamn Hulk.
0: that show criminally underrated it's gotta be oh yeah i think it might just be my favorite animated show of all time and there's a lot of really good ones but it might be my favorite anyways uh yeah i'm on letterbox fatal koala because all koalas can kill you it can happen watch out um yeah i mean i'm not reviewing a whole lot right now although presumably by time you hear this i'll have seen jackass forever although spoilers i have seen uh, mostly from what i know final cut they might make changes but mostly final and yeah go see that movie because i get residual checks when you buy a ticket and that helps me and you'll love the movie trust me (laughs)
2: um
0: yeah and uh with that said we'll see you all next time Bye for now.